keep you up to date with everything gaming. Uh, I'm Alex, and I'm joined by Michelle. Hello. And uh, we are here to kill chaos. No, wait, that, uh, that comes up later uh, with the whole chaos killing bit. Uh, right now, we're going to talk about E3, big thing happening this week, uh, lots of uh, news and uh, surprises. So we're just going to get right to it. Uh, we're starting off with uh, Bethesda, excuse me, uh, the, the creators of games like Fallout and uh, uh, the Skyrim uh, series, uh, so Elder Scrolls, and uh, they just announced Starfield, which is an uh, interplanetary sci-fi game. No uh, gameplay footage, but uh, it did have a really neat trailer. And uh, Michelle, take it away. What did you think? I mean, I'm going to point out like the obvious thing to anyone who's like a fan of Bethesda or Skyrim. Um, the date, the release date for, for Starfield is 11-11-2022. So anyone who recognizes dates, 11-11-2011 was Skyrim's release date. Um, so a lot, a lot of people are <laughs> speculating about that. Just that the gravity of this game, like it could be like another Skyrim for a lot of people. Um, I'm like, it's always hard when we see this is more like a teaser trailer than anything else because like no gameplay not much story-wise being shown looks beautiful like looks great anything space i find like myself being in awe of they're always just like so expansive and, and amazing but i don't know what to think right now <laughs> like i'm really like cool i'm excited to know more eventually but again it's not coming out for over a year so we're gonna have a lot of time to wait and then i assume next e3 we'll see probably gameplay which is kind of how this goes so it's exciting that they're working on something, you know, jury's out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I know exactly uh, what you mean. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of prestige when it comes to that. So like if uh, Skyrim is like their version of like the fantasy genre and uh, Fallout is the, the, the version of the post-apocalyptic genre, just what the hell is their sci-fi going to look like? Uh, like that sort of game, I Outer Worlds two, sorry, Outer Worlds one, <laughs> Outer Worlds two to come, uh, Outer Worlds uh, scratch that itch for like the kind of uh, game that would take place, like you're going planet to planet, right, interplanetary missions and the sort. Uh, and this, I I would guess, like it's going to be similar to that, uh, but like I doubt it'll retain the the humor that the Outer Worlds uh, has. Uh, but I'm you know, I don't own an Xbox uh, Series X. I, I, I mean, I, I don't even have a PS5. So like it's a, you know, I, I at first I, I was leaning towards the PlayStation 5, but like after this E3, it's like, whoa, should I uh, think twice about my choice? Uh, which brings us to the Xbox and the whole slew of just announcements, dear Lord, and like a bunch of stuff from Game Pass and, and, and a bunch of uh, like uh, big game uh, releases. Uh, l l let's just jump in. Uh, Outer Worlds 2, Psychonauts 2. Those are two sequels to two games that uh, I'm fond of and I played uh, uh, previously. And dear God, I needed Game Pass. <laughs> Michelle, are you familiar with uh, either of these games? Um, I've heard of both. I've played neither of them actually. Um, but okay. seeing the, like, Psychonauts doesn't strike me as something that I personally would enjoy, but seeing Outer Worlds 2, that, that looked impressive. I was like, oh, how did I miss the first one? Like, this looks really, <laughs> really good. I'm interested in potentially going back and playing the first one. 
if like I'm not sure if it's relevant to the second one if it is I'd like to play it if not I'll probably just wait for the second one I I, I mean yeah I, I love the first one it, it, it really uh came out of nowhere for me it just like it, it just scratched the niche that I didn't know I had so it, it, it was right there at the perfect time I uh, really enjoyed it uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, Halo Infinite. They showed, uh, some multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Say, say it, Michelle. Okay. I, I'm a Halo fangirl. Like, I am a Halo fangirl. I grew up playing Halo. Halo is my number one, like, just franchise I adore playing. I will always play. I'm like, you know, the way Call of Duty fans are, I'm like that for Halo. Like, I get it. It's very similar. It's going to be the same game over and over. And I don't even care. I don't care. Just give it to me. I need it right now. I just loved, uh, I mean, multiplayer is always so, so fun for Halo. So getting to see the multiplayer gameplay this time around had me absolutely hyped. That's a, like, I sink most of my time into the multiplayer, play a lot of it with my friends and just a lot online. So it looks, it looks great. I'm so excited for it on next gen. Like I do have the Xbox Series X so I know like my potential for what it could look like is really good I'm gonna get a better TV but once I do that <laughs> then it's gonna it's gonna look spectacular I'm so excited it looks really fast it looks like like it looks like the Halo I know and love but I am always excited to see like the small adaptations they do because I never feel like Halo changes that drastically in terms of gameplay like obviously there's a jump from like the original Halo to now but year over year I feel like there's not too much of a jump and I like that because if it's not broke, don't fix it. If the gameplay is pretty sick and the controls are cool, like just add some fun stuff and like, we're all going to love it. Um, and it's been a while for me since like for anyone since a good Halo uh, came out. So I'm really excited. The only like disappointment or like the little nagging in the back of my head about it is it doesn't have a specific date of release. It's still holiday. And whenever that happens, it makes me anxious because I'm like, can you please just like give me a day so I feel like you're committed to me and giving me this game on this day? Because holiday could be like, uh, holidays in some cases start as early as September when it comes to this. Like games are releasing holiday season, uh, release in September. Or it could be like <laughs> end of December. I don't know. Like is holidays in January? I'm not sure. I really, I just need a secure day so I can like literally put it on my calendar because give me this stupid game. It's why I bought my newest Xbox. It's literally for this game and I need it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just gonna say like years ago, even before I bought uh, like a PlayStation 4, like well into the Xbox 360 era, I just got hit with like war game, first person shooter fatigue. Like I was just sick of it. I, I just did not want anything to do with it anymore. Uh, but the, like Halo, Halo is just like, like so different from it. And, and it's just such a fun game, especially the multiplayer that like, th this is something that uh, really speaks to me. That is something that could potentially drag me uh, to, to whip out that wallet. Uh, <laughs> uh, and now uh, let's, talk about some uh, Game Pass games. Um, Michelle, you know, we, we, we've done quite a few uh, videos here and every so often what game comes up but Left for Dead. Yeah, and, and the creators, Turtle Rock Studios, they're uh, bringing back like a spiritual sequel to it called Back for Blood. And uh, the, the art style looks different. Uh, the, the character designs are different, but it's still zombies. It still retains like 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 some reason it still feels like Left 4 Dead to me, and 
I couldn't be like more excited for this. Yeah. Ah, tell me, tell me. Oh. Literally same reaction. I saw it and I was like, no, 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 no. Oh my God, it is. Like it is another Left for Dead. Anyone who's saying otherwise is just wrong. Like it's from the same studio that did Left for Dead. Literally Turtle Rock. They've left Valve, they've parted ways and now the game's being published by WB. So like for all intents and purposes, this is a Left for Dead game. The fact that they named it Back for Blood. Like, come on. It's a Left for Dead game. Like it absolutely is. In the trailer, we do see special infected. So like right there, it's telling me, okay, it's left for dead. There's like a whole thing going on online where it looks like one of the special infected of Back for Blood was a special infected that they thought about putting, I think, in the original Left for Dead called the Screamer. Um, so it does like it it's it's a left for dead game. Like, don't tell me it's not. The fact that they have the, I think it's called the spawn mode which is the PVP where the players can play as a special infected and you can play as the humans, which is literally a thing from Left 4 Dead 2, just renamed. Oh. Give it to me now, give it Love right it. now, <laughs> give it to me now. It's supposed to have an open beta August 5th and you yeah. bet your friggin' butt I am getting in that damn thing and we're gonna play it and we're gonna talk about it. And then it's release date is set for, I think early October at this point. October 12th. Perfect. Yeah, perfect 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 spooky month game like yes. give me it <laughs> give me beautiful it. Um, yeah i'm thrilled i'm absolutely thrilled and i'm i'm nervous as well because oh, yeah. this game we waited for this game for like 10 years i don't know when was the last so. left for dead 2 I, I think 10 or 11 years at this point yeah because the first one was 2008 either way it's been a long time coming and i have very very high expectations and i really hope that the game lives <laughs> up to that um, but the trailer itself just got me so excited. So I, I'm really hopeful. So next up, Forza Horizon 5. Am I pronouncing that right? I am not familiar with this. Uh... Yeah. I save all the racing. Okay. I save all the racing for when I'm on the 401. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I, Michelle, what did you think of uh, of the trailer? Okay, pure transparency. I don't play racing games, but I'm always, always looking at them because I feel like when we see jumps in graphics and jumps in like gameplay, we see it most clearly in these racing games where it shows the potential for the rest of the games, if that makes sense. So anytime I see a Forza trailer, that's where I'm looking for like, I don't know, the jumps in how things look, how things move, how things play, like the environmental things, because that trickles down into every other game, in my opinion. And looking at that one, I am so excited. It looks so good. I also have friends who play racing games that I know are really excited about it. And in this one in particular, like it has ray tracing, volumetric lighting. So that itself looks spectacular. In this one, like in a lot of the racing games, I know some issues are it's very similar maps a lot of the time. This one actually takes place in Mexico. So you see a huge variety of maps. So you get some like wetter terrain, some drier terrain, which is always exciting for people. And I know that's a big deal. It just looks spectacular. Like I'm not going to play it. I don't play racing games, but it looks beautiful. And I know racing fans are going to be happy with it. So that's, that's what I say. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, now uh, I, I'm going to bring up like probably one of the bigger surprises uh, of, of E3, in my opinion, the Sea of Thieves expansion that includes Jack Sparrow, Captain yeah. Jack Sparrow, of Pirates of the Caribbean fame, Disney. Uh, okay, so this is crazy, but but apparently, um, who is it? Rare, Rare makes the yeah, Sea of Thieves. They previously made um, uh, sorry, a Mickey Mouse cart game 
for the N64. So I guess that's how they tie it together. This is really weird. It's so weird. But you know what? Microsoft money, uh, Game Pass, they just throw it at Disney. Disney's like, okay. So, we, so like Sea of Thieves is a pirate game. Uh, and uh, Jack Sparrow expansion. Holy crap. Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I was excited to see Barbosa in there too. Yeah. Like, Jack Sparrow is cool, but like, give me some Barbosa action. I just always think that's, that's entertaining. I love anytime any studio is like always adding to a game, like they're expanding the game without like having to buy the expansion passes and all this crap all the time. But just like this continuous support of a game, because Sea of Thieves came out, I don't remember how many years ago, but years ago at this point. And I love that we're seeing new and fresh content, especially because it's a game that people are still playing, people are still loving. Just like we're seeing with like GTA 5, we're seeing like so many expansions because people are still like loving it, enjoying it. Why not give some new fresh content? And anything that has like a Disney stamp on it or like a well-known character will also bring new people to back into the game. And I think in the case of this game, that's like a huge benefit. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I was speaking of something fresh, uh, there's, Redfall, uh, super-powered uh, vampire hunters. That, that that was a crazy trailer. No gameplay footage. I don't think there was any gameplay footage, but uh, no. uh, we, we introduced to, to like a few new characters. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it looked really neat. Like like it it, it got my attention. Uh, yeah. Well, how'd you feel about it? I was intrigued by this one initially. Like I just I liked the look of it, where it's like a little scary but a little fun at the same time. Um, it's from Arcane Studios, which is, they do Dishonored and Prey, which are two games that I absolutely adore. So that makes me feel really confident about this game. From my understanding of it, it's an open world four-player co-op, which is always fun, always exciting. And like anything with superpowers and like vampires, that sounds good to me. Like it sounds good. This one in particular is an Xbox exclusive as well. And you know, being the Xbox person I am, I feel treated to this game and I'm very excited about it. Um, and this one, unfortunately, the bummer of this one, it's summer 2022. So oh, yeah. little time to while. wait for it. But those people who don't have an Xbox, it gives them plenty of time to ask for it for Christmas. They can have it for, for next <laughs> summer. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> uh, now let's talk about Stalker 2, uh, hey, uh, the heart of Chernobyl. And uh, this was a little weird. Uh, it did show gameplay footage, um, and and it was a combination of gameplay footage and uh, just cinematics. And um, well, it, like it was neat. I don't know. It, it felt a little lacking because uh, like I couldn't really tell what it was about, like just how important Chernobyl is, or just like like what is happening. There's, there's a lot of mystery in this one, and seeing it as how it's a sequel to me, uh, it, it kind of felt like like I needed to play the first which like a sequel should never feel uh, in my opinion but uh, were you able to like wrap your head around it I had honestly the same reaction same reaction okay. I was like I'm not really sure it looks cool yeah. it wasn't like oh yeah I want to play that it didn't kind of to me have the outer worlds 2 effect where I'm like oh wait no what is this I want to play the first one now I was like cool stalker 2 it probably won't play it because I don't think I'm gonna play the first one and again it feels like I need to to enjoy because I literally had no idea what was going on but I could just appreciate that it looked really cool. <laughs> that part, I was like, visually looks looks good. <laughs> and uh, this one is out April 28, uh, 2022. And uh, that's it for the for the Xbox uh, showcase. I'll, I'll, although there are a few games that overlap or 
I will say one I will just say one because this is just like near and dear to me um they still didn't give us a date for Among Us which I'm pissed about they showed it in the Xbox showcase and they said June 15th we're gonna have 15 player lobbies they still don't have it for Xbox um so they have it on the computer they have it for Android devices 15 player lobbies is absolutely insane for anyone who plays Among (laughs) Us that is huge that is chaotic I'm very happy about that still no date on when it's supposed to come to xbox and it is and they talked about it in the xbox showcase and they didn't give a date and i'm really really disappointed about that unfortunately so yeah okay we'll we'll cap off the we'll put a pin in that uh the xbox xbox talk but like that's literally Mm -hmm. like the only negative uh thing to say about them because they had a hell of an e3 uh, and and now we'll move on to uh, another pretty good E3. Ubisoft. Uh, they, they they had a few new things to show and some expansion uh, DLC. Uh, we got to see a lot of it. Uh, Watch Dogs, uh, Watch Dog Legion's Bloodline. There's an expansion for that. Uh, I, I haven't played uh, any of the Watch Dogs games, unfortunately. None. Yeah. None. Zero. Oh. Zero. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, 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 it's always on the back burner. It's like, oh, I'll play it later. I'll play it later. And then like later came and I'm still like, I'm replaying Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Fair. I mean, I I really like Watch Dogs. I do have like a, I an extreme bias for why I like Watch Dogs so much. This is like a weird side story, but I'll tell it because I love to tell the story. One of the coolest things I've ever done in my entire life. But um, when not Watch Dogs Legion, but the one before it, I forget what it's called, came out. Um, or was coming out and they were doing press and everything for it. I actually got invited to some Ubisoft events and I got to do like a escape room type of thing themed around watchdogs in which they actually recorded us. And that was one of the trailers they posted for the game. Um, so I'm actually technically in a trailer for the watchdogs game. So like, <laughs> I'm always going to like watchdogs. And then like, they took us all out and they treated us to a night downtown Toronto, put us up in a hotel. Like I got I got spoiled by Ubisoft Toronto team and I adore them and they're wow. really nice and it was a good time. But um, so for that reason, I'm always going to play Watch Dogs. I did play Watch Dogs Legion and here's where I kind of turn around. Uh, it was glitchy as hell. It was so mm. glitchy and I put so much time into it and then I unfortunately got the glitch where you lose your game. Um, so I lost 20 hours of gameplay and I, I tried really hard to get back into it and like I found this like hack online of like you have to stay offline while you're playing and then like exit the game before you go back online so if you're trying to like play other games you have to like constantly like connect, disconnect from the internet and this and that I did that for a while and I got about another 20 hours into the game but it was just such a pain in my butt that I just didn't go back to it so I won't play the expansion because it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth though I was loving the game that first 20 hours before the glitch like I was loving it it was so fun and so good but that hurt my feelings so I won't play it Ah. <laughs> uh. That's really too bad. That's uh, it, it reminds me of an, another Ubisoft game that uh, I, I kind of fell out of touch of the franchise because of like the glitchiness of, of like I experienced with a few of their games, and that's the Assassin's Creed franchise. Um, but uh, speaking of which, Valhalla, their the, the most recent entry, they have a DLC coming out. They just announced Siege of Paris. Uh, sorry to the Frenchmen out there. Apparently, they're getting it from from the Vikings soon enough. Uh, but next, let's talk Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, Michelle, you have a lot to say about it, don't you? Not, not a lot. I, I have some things to say. So, I really liked the Rainbow Six games. Like the older ones were some of my absolute favorite. They felt like the more realistic tactical shooters, 
which as someone who loves shooters, that was kind of a different one for me because, you know, I'm playing a lot of Halo, playing Call of Duty, playing Battlefield, whatever, whatever. And this one felt like a little bit more realistic, a little bit better. Um, I'm sorry, what is Extraction? There's aliens? There's <laughs> what? What game is it? It does like get rid of, no, it's not a rainbow. It's not Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Like stop, Tom Clancy <laughs> is rolling over in his grave. It, it, like, no, absolutely not. It doesn't feel like that should be what this game is. It like, I, I want to hate it. It looks interesting. I, I just hate that it's a Rainbow Six game. Um, it just, it has this like really, like there's like an aliens and this like goop stuff. And it's very like high, high sci-fi type of vibes and that's not what the rainbow six games are like that's when you think rainbow six that's literally not it at all that that <laughs> that ain't it um and from what i can tell the gameplay and like all of the controls are pretty much exactly like the division two um which i don't know how i feel about that um so and like the responses online i was looking at the responses on the trailer and like it doesn't people are mad people are mad about that um <laughs> uh, mad about the aliens and all the things so Ah, I want. I was so excited for another Rainbow Six, and this this ain't it for me. So, I'll probably play it, but I probably won't be happy about it. <laughs> well, uh, maybe the uh, Tom Clancy estate will be happy by it if it makes uh, some big numbers. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling. That and this that's is the a reason why September yeah. September sixteenth, twenty twenty one. So this is a this oh, year release. So it's like okay. soonish. Yeah. So. Okay, let's let's uh, let's talk about. See, I, I don't know what to finish with, but you know what? I'm gonna make a, a snap decision. Let's talk first about Avatar, or as Arnold pronounces it, Abu Dhabi, uh, <laughs> at the Academy Awards. That's how he pronounced it. it was oh my god! Uh, so Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. It looks beautiful. It looks crazy. It, if if only this was a brand new. Uh, property that we didn't know about but unfortunately it was like one of the biggest movies ever that had zero cultural impact and like no impact on the zeitgeist like like nobody nobody references avatar but that's just my personal gripe about avatar that like the movie is just like one and done somehow it was huge and, and like no one talks about it anymore but anyways we got a video game it looks sharp uh ubisoft uh put out something really good looking and exciting it might be pretty good you play as one of the uh i, I forgot the aliens names uh what are they called the yeah. navi 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 that's it. navi yeah navi? Navi. Not, something like that the blue people <laughs> that's right the blue really tall ass blue people uh <laughs> yeah and 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 they're they're fighting the military uh troops and uh robots and stuff that they sent after them uh how did you uh, react to this one um no, correct me if I'm wrong. Is there not? I'm, I'm literally googling it right now. Is there not yeah. supposed to be a, another Avatar movie? Is that not happening? Yeah, it, it it's been pushed back and back and back and back. It's supposed to come out next year, 2022. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's, it it might not. <laughs> but, okay. Because hey, who, who are we to say to tell James Cameron he can't? You know, James Cameron. <laughs> not me. Do you think James? Um, yeah. I. You know, I had kind of a neutral reaction to this. I really liked the movie. <laughs> like, I really liked it. And honestly, I do. Like, I've never heard anyone mention it, really. And I understand your kind of gripe with, like, it not being... It was such a big thing at the time. And then it just, like, never... No one ever talked about it again. So that's really funny. Uh, I used to have a fish named Jake Sully. Jake Sully, after uh, Sam Worthington's <laughs> character. I had a fish named that. Why? <laughs> I like the movie. Um, the game, it looks 
like colorful and beautiful. I I don't care too much about it, honestly, especially because to me, it's the movie, like Avatar is the movie. And this is a completely different side story taking place in that universe, like in that, it's just on the other side of the, the world, apparently. And I don't care enough about the world, truthfully, to be really invested in this. Um, I like the characters of Avatar, uh, not like the world's beautiful, but it's, I don't care that much about it. So it, it kind of, I, I think like uh, probably I'm interested in it for the opposite of re reason you are just the fact that like they have the opportunity to expand on this, uh, this lush environment. Uh, so like, I, I want to see what they come up with uh, hoping it's good. Cause uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't really care for Avatar. Like I want a reason to like it, <laughs> like, <that's basically laughs> it. but uh, okay. Let's close out the Ubisoft portion of the talk with, Mario Rabbids uh, or Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, so I, correct me if I'm wrong, no uh, gameplay foot or no, yeah, there was some gameplay footage, uh, <laughs> but, but it was mostly a trailer showing a new big bad and uh, Rosalina Rabbit, <laughs> which is really cool. She's a lazy one, by the way. Uh, so I, I can really relate to that one. Uh, it, it was all kinds of cool. I loved the first game. Uh, it, it was a really cool puzzle game. And, and it's like one of those things where like Mario never discount, like put the discount price on their games unless it, it's tanking. Uh, but like Mario Rabbids one, you can get that for a pretty good price. So that, that, that's basically like my love for it. It's like, hey, you can take a chance on this. And it turned out to be a really good uh, game. But uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, wh what did you, how did you feel? Not, nope. not, not my cup of tea. Um, like no. I appreciate that it exists and like take me back to my EB games days. I love when those types of games exist. Cause like, Hey, Mario, like more Mario people like it. Mom's come in. I want a Mario game. Here you go. Have Mario Rabbids. Why not? <laughs> um, but for me, I'm, I'm not going to play it. Um, but it was cute. Like it was fun before we fully move out of like Ubisoft. It's worth yep. uh, mentioning Far Cry. Though that was, oh, yes. I think, part of the Xbox, but all of the videos are now on the Ubisoft uh, YouTube channel. So we saw a lot more for Far Cry 6. We had an entire um, like teaser cinematic video of the new villain in, uh, in the game. So based on my understanding of it, it's all taking place in kind of like a tropical island. And we had this like, I don't know, this dude who's in charge of the island <laughs> and he's mean, <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, it just it looks good. I like I have liked Fire Cry games. I've never actually fully beaten one, as is the way I play a lot of games. I don't fully beat a lot of them. I just play a little bit. But it looks good, and I know I know uh, people are going to be excited for that. So I think Fire Cry Six is worth mentioning, and that one is I believe October seventh, twenty twenty one. So again, this year. Cool. Uh, and that's I, I like, probably... Ubisoft Toronto does Fire Cry. So our Toronto Very peeps, nice. what up? <laughs> uh, and, and I should probably mention that the both Avatar and Mario Rabbids 2 coming out 2022. Uh, and uh, also announced, uh, I believe, a Far Cry compilation, like the, the first few games, uh, free to play on some sort of pass system. I don't know if it was a gamer pass for Xbox or if it's like a Ubisoft pass. I think I think they have their own. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure their own do. one, I think. So uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good outing from Ubisoft. I, I gotta say that. And uh, and now let, let, let's put on the gloves and like get in the muck of uh, Square Enix's uh, 
uh, paltry offerings. Uh, but but we'll, we'll we'll start out with what I thought wasn't too paltry was with what got my interest. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy seems that Square Enix they care about their Marvel properties. Uh, they kind of fumbled the ball on the, the their Avengers uh, game. And uh, but here's our second shot at redemption with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for more positive uh, fan reaction. So uh, I, I, I thought it'll look cool. Everyone complains about uh, Star-Lord's hair, but you know what? You gotta have the hair visible with the mask on. So like they gave him that ugly like douchebag hair. <laughs> I, I forgive that. Uh, yeah, how, how did you feel about this one? It's interesting because when I saw it as part of like the Square Enix stuff, I was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. But then they show it again, uh, kind of differently in the Nintendo Direct, which we'll talk about in a separate video. We're going to talk about Nintendo Direct, but they show it again there. And the way they presented there actually made me more interested because it was presented more like silly and more fun, which yeah. is what I would have hoped it would be. Um, and that's how they presented in the Nintendo one. So I'm actually really excited for this game. I think, I think it looks interesting. Though, from what I can tell, it's actually not like a co-op game in any way. And you actually control the rest of the Guardians. And I, I prefer those style of games to actually be co-op. But that's just I, I I, too have no friends. So I, I, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> or maybe that's just me without any friends. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. No, my issue uh, is I do have friends. I want oh. to play co-op. I need humans oh. to play with. My issue oh. is I have I have one friend, and so I yeah. got to play co-op games with my oh, one friend. Okay, okay. <laughs> I see. Well, I know I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to 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 the Guardians of the Galaxy game, like just sitting at home alone, uh, staring at a at a bright screen in the dark. Uh, okay, L let's move on to the Final Fantasy. Oh, God, uh, let, let, let's talk about the Pixel Remaster. Okay. Let's let's go there for like iOS and Steam, but not for major consoles. And the Pixel remaster isn't much of a remaster because uh, quite a lot of the details are being dropped for sharpness of the characters. Uh, a lot of rage about this one. It's the first six games of the Final Fantasy series, the ones uh, people grew up with. That's why they care about Final Fantasy. And uh, yeah, Square Enix is doing this. So, uh, I, I'm not the biggest Final Fantasy guy, but like I pay, played a few of them, and something like 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 just a port could have uh, caught my interest. But it, like, yeah, they're, they're doing all sorts of things wrong. Uh, Michelle, how did you feel about this one? Um, I've never played Final Fantasy my entire life, so I had no <laughs> true opinion. I'm waiting for the day that I want to play Final Fantasy. Like I'm waiting for, I don't know, like. I know, right? Just like a way that it, because no. I feel like I'm so behind on it. Like I've missed so much. I didn't grow up playing it. I don't have that like feeling. So I can't really go back and play some of the older ones because they don't have that nostalgia factor for me. So I'm waiting for a way for them to make Final Fantasy a little bit more like welcoming to people who've never played it before because I've never got that vibe from it. So I'm always, when they're doing new Final Fantasy things, I'm like, please do it in a way that interests people who haven't played it, that interests me because I play a lot of games I'd like to feel like I want to play it and it's, it's not there for me, so. Well, guess what? <laughs> Nothing will change at all with the, with, the, <laughs> with the news of Final Fantasy Origin 
Stranger in Paradise, or I think I got the, the order wrong, Stranger in Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, and dear God, apparently he wants to kill Chaos. Uh, <laughs> chaos, Chaos, Chaos. It was like a parody of, of a game, and, and like, this is like one of the flaws of Final Fantasy games, like they take themselves way too seriously. The, the, only, the only people that take like themselves more seriously are the Final Fantasy fans. So like, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. They, like, they were not happy about Final Fantasy Origin, this uh, stranger in paradise, uh, and nor should they, because it was, there was nothing impressive about it. The character designs were like, they just got some Devil May Cry characters and put them in Final Fantasy and try to use Final Fantasy lore. I, it was, oh, it burned my eyes, uh, Michelle. <laughs> yeah to me it just looked kind of like a hot mess and I was like I don't what <laughs> what what that's honestly the, like how I feel about a lot of Final Fantasy I'm like I don't understand everyone's like try harding like all the characters are a little much but I, I get it like that's people are used to that and that's what they like but for me I'm just like I don't <laughs> what <laughs> so that's it's a no for me dog yeah you and a lot of people feel that way Duh, that you were. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's uh, step away from uh, Square Enix and uh, let's talk about uh, some of the reveals that occurred just prior to uh, E3. And uh, first of which, I, I think, I, I'm pretty sure that you're a fan of this uh, franchise, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's uh, the Evil Dead franchise. Horror. Oh, of course. Horror. Of course. God. <laughs> I, I, like, my mouth dropped. It was only like two minutes or, or like two, three minutes. And I'm just like, what? All this stuff. So it's lifting stuff from the movies, the uh, the three movies, the, the the part one, part two, and the Army of Darkness, and even the show. There uh, there were a few of the characters from the show there, and uh, the you actual have the, voice actors from the show. That's brilliant. voicing the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bruce Campbell was narrating it. He, he he was as Bruce Campbell as he can be. Uh, the, they had the Deadites. They're called Deadites, right? The the, yep. the zombie, zombie monsters. So it's a four player co op. Uh, it, it's kind of like in the same style of those uh, Dead by Daylight games, except, no? Mm. Uh, but, I, well, I don't think so, but I think they're trying to capture that audience. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, there were like Deadites coming after you. They're just like normal enemies. You can kill them like easy enough. But mm. it, it had the option for you as a player to choose like, I guess like a master Deadite or, or, or like a stronger uh, evil character. So and, and like that's what makes me feel like it's kind of like a Dead by Daylight. Like that's like the monster figure. Probably could still be beaten if, if you read from the tome, the the Book of the Dead. That's the ultimate. It has to be in the game. Yeah. Um, and oh, I, I I have to mention too, Evil Ash is also in it in in his uh, medieval regalia with the sword. Oh my God, it was yeah. so cool. Uh, yeah. Are, are you as excited as I am? Yes. Oh, I like. This, this is an interesting one for me because I am such, like, I'm a fan of Evil Dead and I'm a big fan of Dead by Daylight. Ash is already in Dead by Daylight as a survivor. So to me, I'm like, okay, like, I, I want to compare the games, but I, I don't want to compare the games. Um, so seeing the gameplay where in this one, the Evil, Evil Dead game, you're fighting like you're actually fighting so all those times i've played as ash and dead by daylight I'm like give me my chainsaw i just want to fight 
this is the answer to that for me. Um, I'm so excited. They did mention in it that like you're fighting and there's an objective. The objective is to like secure the the uh, bridge between the worlds or something of that nature. Um, so there is like the objective side of things, but you're able to fight unlike Dead by Daylight where it's just live is essentially the objective. Um, so that for me, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Like it look and like, just as a fan seeing the different locations like in video game form, I'm so excited for that. The only like trepidation I have is that they did the, um, God, what was the game? Was it the hell? No, no, Friday the 13th. There you go. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. It was a, I believe it was the Friday the 13th game where they made it and it was like kind of like Dead by Daylight, but it was like, again, iconic or it sucked. It sucked so bad. Um, the gameplay was atrocious. It was all fan service, no gameplay. And so that makes me a little nervous that the Evil Dead's going to be all fan service and not actual like game substance um, yeah. or like re- replayability or storyline or something. Um, so I'm a little bit nervous, but it just, it looks fun. So I'm excited for, for that reason. Yeah, absolutely. Like like, like just the nostalgia on on that is just killing me. And uh, let me see, the game's coming out 2021, uh, possibly another Halloween uh, uh, game. My Lord, that's going to be a busy Halloween. (laughs) And uh, let's talk about the the final uh, game on the agenda. Maybe the one that got, oh, sorry. Nope. Sorry, oh. got to do a shout out for my yeah. Diablo 2 fa- fans. Oh, you're right. My yes, friends, Diablo my Diablo bros, uh, Diablo Resurrected, which is the Diablo 2 remaster. And that is September 23rd, 2021. Looks great. I love Diablo 2 so much. It has a special place in my heart. I played the absolute crap out of it. I beat it. I beat that game. I'm going to beat it again in the remastered edition. Um, and this again was this one had already actually been leaked prior to E3, so it was supposed to be a big reveal for E3, but it already been leaked, so it didn't get the the fanfare that it deserved. But it is a very exciting thing for Diablo fans. So for my Diablo Bros, Diablo too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never played any of the Diablo games, but it looked really good. It looked like it captured uh, my interest. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah, eight player <laughs> co op silliness. Whoa, Give me damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now the, the, the very final thing, and uh, that is Elden Ring. Uh, a lot of positive reactions for this one. It, it, it's sort of in the same vein of like the Dead Souls games, uh, you, you know, Ultra Dark Hard, Ultra Medieval, yeah. sorry, Dark Souls, yeah. Uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, yeah. And uh, so it, it's a collaboration between George R. Martin and the, the Dark Souls uh, creative director, Hideteka Miyazaki. And uh, it looks amazing. They showed a lot in this uh, trailer. Like it would not stop. Just like the, the like just a rush of new, new, new stuff. Uh, it, it, it's going to be the, I guess, like the game to play for like the next few years. That's what, the, what everyone's expecting. Uh, mm-hmm. It's out January 21st, 2022. And uh, yeah, it captivated me. How about you? I, yeah. It had that effect on me. Now, I never played Demon Souls or Dark Souls, but I did play Bloodborne, which is kind of in that same super hard, really just rage-inducing vein. And I really enjoyed that. And visually, this one looks so impressive. The George R. R. Martin thing, like the fact that he's building this this world. I mean, 
I got certain thoughts about him, but I think he can he can still build a pretty sweet world. Um, so I'm ex- I'm really I'm really excited for this one. I'm also actually happy that this one comes out next year at the start of the year because I feel like the fall is so slated for me personally. I'm gonna be very busy, and then come the new year, I'm gonna need something to really like keep me captivated for a couple months um, until Redfall comes out. So this is gonna be my game between Halo. <laughs> And then it's going to be this, and then it's going to be Redfall, hopefully. So I'm really excited. It looks it looks spectacular. I hope it's just as rage inducing and challenging as we all expect it to be. <laughs> Probably will be. Uh, okay, so so that puts an end to all our, the the recap. So now I'm going to ask you what uh, what are like the the top or top three uh, games or properties that you were most impressed by. Mm. Okay, well, I mean, I think we all, like, if you watch this video up to this point, I think you can guess. Um, Back for Blood, absolutely, that's top tier for me. I'm so hopeful. I really, really want it to be good. I really want to like it. Um, Of course, Halo Infinite, Halo's always going to be a thing for me. And then, I mean, I'm trying not to just go with, like, the the obvious ones, like Diablo or, like, you know. Um, I feel... I feel like I really want, I want to like Starfield. I never played Skyrim. Um, I tried to play it and I got lost in a forest immediately. And then it just, I just gave up. Um, but I, and I, I never really dived too much into like space exploration games. They've never been a genre that I've personally loved. And I really want to, because I know there's so much potential there and it can be really, really fun. So I'm hopeful for that one for me personally, just to kind of expand what I currently play because I, I play very predictable games. Like from this list, you know exactly what I like and what I want to play, anything remotely, horror, zombie, and shooting. Give me it, I'll play it. Um, so I, I, wanna, I wanna hopefully expand my horizons with uh, Starfield. <laughs> what I, about I'm, you? I'm, I'm with you 100% with Starfield. Like, like just like, I love Skyrim. I, I didn't even beat it but like I never really felt like I had to like I, I, I put in like geez maybe 40 50 hours into the game and it still felt like there was like a lot more left so I I, I loved it same with Fallout I love Fallout 3 uh obviously Fallout New Vegas uh I haven't played four even know if Bethesda yeah Bethesda, Bethesda did four uh, but I uh, <laughs> yeah how was that one uh glitchy it's okay, better now, yeah, but it was really glitchy at the time. So my game actually broke and I got stuck and I would have had to start again, but I refused. So, <laughs> well, hopefully Starfield isn't that same way. I, I I do have high expectations for that one because like sci-fi by, by these creators, uh, I, I think it'll be a good one. Uh, obviously back for blood, like, you, you know, what else is there to say? It's, it's, <laughs> it's just for the love of Left 4 Dead. And dear Lord, just for the fan service, but, but but like now that you mentioned it, like a lot of these fan servicey games turn out to be pretty crap. So it's possible Evil Dead will not uh, deliver, but I have got my fingers crossed for it. And uh, yeah, so who do you think won uh, E3 so far? Me, I won. You did, yeah. <laughs> as, as, honestly though, it feels like this year, like as, <laughs> I hate the word gamer. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me but as a gamer whatever I feel like I won this year like I feel excited I don't remember feeling as excited last year really at all um especially like I'm excited in the near future like I'm excited for like two months from now when these games start to or three months from now when these games start to come out I feel like this is a good year for gaming uh this next 
like I'll give it like the next like 16 or so months like next year and a bit it, it feels like a good a good time to play video games it feels like we have a great assortment and I feel like everyone like everyone's gonna have something for them this year whereas I feel like there are some years where like us shooter players like we thrive we get everything in a year and other people who play different genres maybe don't get as much or they don't get as many AAA titles and it feels like this year we get a wide assortment of different titles and that's really really exciting so like I win and also I win because I own an Xbox already so like here we go (laughs) I definitely did not win I lose because like prior to this E3, I'm like, oh, PlayStation, PlayStation all the way. I love the properties. You know, God of War, I have to see how that turns out. Any more Spider-Man games. But, like, after watching, like, all the Xbox stuff, there is to play. Oh, my God. It, it's, like, now I have some heavy thinking to do. Uh, the, the only thing I could think of is, like, they, I, I know it's, it, it would have been impossible, but if they would have put this all out prior to uh, the 2021 holiday season, there would have been a huge surge of, like, Xbox sales uh and uh and yeah it, it, it would have been a lot closer in terms of sales like them versus the playstation 5 uh, you mean like but, if they put it out before last year exactly yeah yeah, 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 last year, yeah, the, yeah. The, the holiday season uh, of last year would have uh th- then again there were no consoles for for either yeah, there was nothing company. to be found anyways yeah. but i feel like this year especially at least where we are like ontario in canada but ontario specifically with all of the shutdowns and reopenings and stuff we're gonna see a lot more stock on the consoles because retailers haven't necessarily all been open or available or like things are slower. So I think we're gonna see a restock as things start to reopen for us. And then with all of this news and going into this holiday season where hopefully there's not another shutdown, I think we're gonna see an increase in Xbox sales, in my opinion. Because Xbox at least was even easier to get than PlayStation. And from what I understood based on like my friends who still work in EV games, it wasn't from lack of like, Xbox had more stock to start with. So they were a little bit more available versus PlayStation, which had less stock, but who knows? Okay. And uh, with that, kudos, uh, Xbox. <laughs> the features in your hands of damn you, PlayStation, because uh, you, you were completely absent from E3. Uh, so that's on you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us on SideQuest. I'm Alex. I've been joined by Michelle. And we'll see you guys later. Bye.